Welcome to Music Ranked, a special production from the Toddcast Podcast. Each month, Todd and I review some of our favorite bands and musical acts. Stemming from a list Eric made a decade ago, he created an algorithm to see who exactly was his favorite band. Now, I do extensive research and rate and review every song. We talk about our memories and artist histories. At the end, we will have all music Music ranked. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. We are here for another exciting episode of Music Ranked with Eric. And today, Eric, if memory serves, next on our list, as previewed in the last one, we're talking Bon Jovi. Is that correct? We are talking Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi is a wonderful 80s band that's made it all the way to the current millennia. Is that Would that be right? Millennium? Sure. They're yeah. here. They're here. Absolutely. I now, this this breaking news here, guys. I believe they even released a new album, which I have not listened to yet. So uh, at, at this given time, when we talk about rankings and numbers and, and so forth, this well very well could change in the future, you know, and this could either tank or uh, increase their value. But we're talking about present day up until, let's say, 2000, early 2020 Bon Jovi. So then by extension, this is something of a, a piece of new ground for us. This is this is the inaugural edition of Music Ranked wherein Eric has not listened to the entire discography. <laughs> you, you, you are correct there. Now, 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 mind you, mind you, I will tell you, and this might disappoint some people, this is only for me listening to um, on Apple Music on my phone. And now they have this nice little nifty feature where if you have artists on your phone that, for instance, Bon Jovi or America or the Beatles, and there's a new album that comes out, it tells you on the homepage, hey, there is a new album for this group. Now, I have seen it right. in, the, in the past. Pink Floyd, for instance, uh, have been promoting their new albums. I'm sorry, but I don't think Pink Floyd really has new albums. They were re-releases. So uh-huh. if that is indeed what I'm seeing for Bon Jovi, you know, someone – maybe I should have done some research, but let's face it. There's been a lot going on, and, and there's no time for that. The research right. all needs to be done and crazy algorithms and formulaic, you know – uh, right. problems to figure out exactly what's my favorite band not simple things like allmusic.com is there a new bon jovi album and we will not be using <laughs> right. the phone today the phone will be used to record our conversation it will not be used uh for knowledge so let's just square that away right now but with that being said uh, Todd, i'm glad you've set that expectation well well th- that is that should be honestly in every show note or the intro we will not be using phones <laughs> Or, or and you say it all the time, there will be no show notes. Right. So, Todd, you're, you actually lived in the time and probably even saw Bon Jovi emerging as an actual youth or a teenager, where, of course, I came Ish. across Bon Jovi later, and maybe yes. you have too. But what is your earliest recollection of one John Bon Jovi and his crew? So, yeah, I mean, I was around. It would have been, uh, do you happen to know offhand when Slippery When Wet was a big deal? It was in the 80s, Todd. Okay, we're, we're, we're just going to go with the 80s. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I do remember them them getting a lot of radio play. I remember them being a big thing. They kind of busted out same general time frame as, like, your Def Leppards and Poison and uh, Motley Crue and, and all that, that hair music, uh, Absolutely. as I call it. 
wasn't wasn't necessarily the biggest fan. Like it's one of those things where it was on the radio all the time, so you like couldn't escape it. And I didn't hate it. I mean, it was rock and roll. I I, I can I can dig some rock and roll, but the hairband genre was never really my jam back in the day. I had a weird path that went from the Guess Who and Steppenwolf to a weird patch where I was all hoity-toity and and a buddy of mine, Mike, only listened to classical music. Oh. And I kind of hop, I kind of hopped on that bag bandwagon for a while there, and then uh, I got real into Jesus, which somehow mm-hmm. morphed into Christian heavy metal and death metal. Oh, um, and I think, hard turn. And I think it was, <laughs> yeah, a re- really <laughs> weird hard turn. And I think it was around that time period where all that that hairband music was becoming popular. So it it existed in a weird space where it was too secular for my tastes, you know, singing about, you know, partying and women and sex and Mm -hmm. drugs and and stuff, and yet was not hard enough compared to the Christian death metal I was listening to. So it sort of fell into a weird space, but I wasn't really into it. I recall, I want to say it was a birthday. One of the cousins gave me a stack of cassette tapes of dubs of various albums that were popular at the time. Uh, I remember Genesis Invisible Touch being one of them. I believe there was a Billy Idol album in there somewhere. And one of them was a dubbed copy of Slippery When Wet. And I'm like, all right, we'll give this a shot. And I'll be honest, I I enjoyed it. I I played the hell out of that cassette. Uh, It was good stuff. So... As far as Bon Jovi goes, I'm I'm very familiar with Slippery When Wet. They've got a few tracks from like the album before, maybe the album after. They got a lot of radio play that I would have heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, this is this is the era before we had digital access to everything in its sister. So you know, I had Slippery When Wet, so therefore I could listen to that a lot. Anything else that was on the radio, because I was not really in a position to go buy music and probably couldn't have anyway because of certain you know parental concerns of the music that flowed into the house and i i don't think any of my my crew at the time any of the the guys i hung with were real big bon jovi fans for me to have borrowed their their copy of any of the other albums whose names i don't recall i feel like there was something about new jersey at some point Oh um, yeah, that's his thing. You can, you can probably help out with the album titles, but whatever the albums, you know, immediately before and after Slippery When Wet, I probably heard some of the songs on some of the more popular stuff, but mainly it's that dubbed copy of Slippery When Wet. And then I knew they existed. I know they continued to put out music, but I just did not pay attention or listen to any of it until preparing for this episode where you're like, hey, Todd, here's a couple you should check out and get a feel for where they were and how they are now sort of a deal in which case yeah i still think the classic era is the bon jovi i would prefer sure no i think that's that's fair probably most people when you see hey bon jovi is you know in the top 20 of someone's favorite artists you're going to kind of give them a bit of a side eye now granted if i was (laughs) now i think and i like i would tend to think it might be around your age group or so forth where like if bon jovi was your favorite band they would be like my weird al obviously like who mm. I really grew up with or, 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 you know, and I guess it's not too sideways. Like journey is a totally different band than Bon Jovi, but yet they probably would be classified in that similar, like arena rock pop kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're different. I, I they're really, that. really different. They're really different. And then I guess you could get to the point where, well, yeah, they have their similar cross with power ballads, yeah. but yeah. 
I just can't put them in the same vein. Like I'm with you. They are poison. They are Skid Row. They are Motley Crue. They are they, that is their vein. You know, I and right. and really where their heart comes from. They kind of break down into two sections because I came across them. Obviously, when they first released their stuff, it was mid 80s, early 80s. Even if it was late 80s, I still would have been five, six, you know, maybe. So I obviously didn't necessarily care for music, you know, besides Raffi. So when they came out, I actually discovered them, I think, in 2001, 2002. And I was kind of not necessarily odd, but I was being contrarian to the point where everybody else was kind of in, in school and, and so forth were latching on to. I guess rap music, like pop rap music, the early 50 Cent and Eminem and his later. Uh, maybe. Right. Yeah. So, so they were all, and then I was just like, yeah, I'm going to get into 80s music. And I didn't necessarily realize 80s music is really, really different. There are many little subgenres of 80s music. You know, you have your new wave, you have your hair metal, you have your pop, you have all these little, you know, aspects and you have your kind of classic rock that kind of moved in the 80s. You know, so there's all these little pockets of different genres, but in general, I oh yeah, 80s. if you had to pick a a time period of music, the 80s was a, a really amazing cross section of everything. You know, when I think 80s music, I tend to think of the early 80s pop and new wave stuff. But you're right, like you've got the beginnings of rap and hip hop, and I imagine oh, there's yeah. still some disco that spilled over and. Well, early, sure. I mean, 81, 82, 83, you'd hear lots of disco in that aspect. So it was just a weird time. So, of course, I kind of gravitated towards this 80s. I even recall I wrote a – and I think at this point in time I was watching, like, old classic movies like Fast Time at Ridgemont High or or even just classic 80s movies like Teen Wolf and, and dare I say, Back to the Futures. So (laughs) – so. At this point in time, so I was really latching on to the 80s. So of course I felt, you know, fell in love with, in a sense, Bon Jovi, and of course Slippery When Wet is is the album. It is the album that you know you know Bon Jovi for. So oh, yeah. I fell in love with them, and I start I grew my hair long, of course, uh, during my senior year of high school, and that was just kind of I was known for having like I liked 80s stuff. I wore like acid jeans <laughs> and just you know, tight t-shirts, and I looked like a guy from probably Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and. Um, you know, it was it was obviously I was well ahead of my time before Stranger Things came out because that's essentially what I was doing, <laughs> and and that was just a fun time and and I think you know it was different and I and I that's what I chose. So some people you know go goth or some people you know go go <laughs> punk and I just said I'm right. going 80s and well. you know and I was ahead of the. Um, I guess it would call the tech prep or the audio video club in some other places. It was basically yeah. period three and four in which we sat in a back room and just goofed off the entire time. And all we had to do was we made a movie at the beginning of the year and we had to do maybe quarterly newscasts or what have okay. you. So I would just use it as almost like a uh, sketch comedy bit. So I would do a bunch of, you know, I would get my friends and get them out of classes and say, Hey, we need to film this for the news or whatever. And we do sketch comedy stuff, but almost all the time I would throw music in there. It was kind of like a very, very, very generic state, you know, where they use modern music with sketches and nearly, nearly nine out of 10 times there was some type of 80s song. And of course there were lots of Bon Jovi. So I recall that as being a prominent spot. Nice. But let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the best albums, maybe some of the best songs, uh, you know, and all that wonderful stuff that Bon Jovi brought us through the years. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be 
outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. Justinbenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. We are back. Uh, we are going to talk about some of the greatest songs of Bon Jovi. Well, actually, to be quite honest, Todd, they're, they're, most, most of the great songs are coming from Slippery When Wet. And the albums you're probably referring to are the self-tracked uh, or self-titled Bon Jovi album, which had the classic hit Runaway, which is probably their first album. Okay. Their first big, okay. big hit. Yeah. They, I mean, there were a whole bunch yeah. of songs. I don't know how many were like radio hits. Uh, but then you start getting on, once you get Slippery When Wet, it was pretty much, there's probably about five or six songs that could have been played on the radio. Now, granted, I don't know what was actually played on the radio. I know what I gave, right. you know, four or five stars, <laughs> which are typically what, you know, you would deem as a top radio hit. Yeah, and you're, you're probably right. I, I, I would say you're, you're, I mean, I don't know what, which ones you picked, but you're probably right. And that those yeah. were the ones. I mean, I was around. I lived when they were on the radio, and could tell you. But I'm guessing you're probably right. Yeah, it's it's your it's your normal, you know, bad medicine. Yep. Uh, you know, living on a prayer, which yep. I will tell you is my favorite um, oh. out of all out of all of them. I, I will give you a little insight. So they came out with a new album in 2001, and that is when uh, VH1 and MTV was still a music playing machine at least early in the morning when I'd get ready for school. So I think it was part of my routine that I'd have VH1 on and they would play music videos up until maybe 7:30 or so. And okay. of course I learned and listened to their latest album, which had some pop hits and it was right. a new Bon Jovi, but it wasn't yet what we're going to skip forward here real quick. Bon Jovi ends up becoming a very semi country, very pop group where you almost hear, they almost sound country in a couple in an album. It almost yeah. led to the point where they were actually like a country act, which obviously is the least my least favorite thing in the world. Uh, maybe one of the one of so. Now they were slowly transitioning to a what I'd call maybe a two thousand rock, and that would be dare I say like a Nickelback kind of sound. Yeah. You, you, I, so I don't know. I mean, it's a genre, but it, it, it's not classic rock. It's not your hair band, which they were in the 80s. Yeah, obviously. it's it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a weird you can tell that it's 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 got its roots in rock, rock and roll. But it's yeah. it's a lot more. I think a word that gets thrown around is contemporary. Sure. Sort of just not 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 so much about the party and and the the the, the rock and roll good times as the. Hey, let's 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 all hang out and have some general fun in a slightly less wild and crazy sense. Well, I also <laughs> sort think of a vibe. Kind of, well, I feel it's if it's you take eighteen to twenty year olds that were party and now you take them and now they're forty. What are you gonna right. sing about? You know, like you typically get your song where you're you're you you know you're you're singing in remorse and saying, oh, you know, I should have been there for my wife and kids. That's usually on every album. <laughs> You know, there's typically a, hey, let's let's have a barbecue song, you know. Yep. Yeah. The classic, how do I roll over my Roth IRA 
track. No, I, oh, I get you. That was one of my favorites on this uh, this album. So they create they so they had an album. It was uh, I believe 2000. It was called Crush. So it was bleeding over into 2001 and so forth. But you'd hear a song called like It's My Life, and I think later they had Have a Nice Day and a couple of these other hits that yeah. were just these radio like classic rock style radio hits of the 2000 the early 2000s. Right. I liked it. I was cool with it. That was it that, was, that it was, was all right. Crush was one of the albums that I sampled, and it's like, yeah, you know, I was listening to it. And I'm like, this is okay. This is not going to hit mm-hmm. regular rotation, but I don't, I don't hate this. And you know, that's kind of how that goes. Like, you're a rock band, you have your heyday, you've got your 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 smash hits that everyone rocks out to, and you know, you fast forward clock twenty years later, and it's hard to maintain that. Like, I don't wow. know that I can really fault Bon Jovi for that so much. I would say but Bon Jovi did better. They did better than some of the ones we sampled. Let's face it. They probably did better. They definitely did better than Boston aging. Oh, <laughs> you know, hands down. They hands did best down. <laughs> they did better than uh, I would venture to say they probably did better than CSNY. Right. They're different yeah, style yeah, because they're yeah. really, you know, that was really different. John, you know, that's right. 20 year gap. But they probably right. and this would be personal preference for some, but they probably did better than Journey. You know, and I would I would say, oh, it's a tough one for me, but I, I could see that. So at least they've aged more gracefully and or changed their genre, which makes sense why they tried to do like a little country spin for one or two albums. And they came back around and then started releasing similar 2000 vibe stuff either way. Right. That that is the full discography kind of recap. Bon Jovi, they've gone from hair metal up to more of a contemporary sound, uh, yep. which my eloquent, well-read brother coined so perfectly. <laughs> and that is kids that is why you read books yes it's all about the books. so yeah so so overall when i look at it the, the fact is skipping to some type of formula they really stayed about where i thought they would but the problem i think here comes is that they were a fad band for me you know and i'm sure right. you have a couple bands in your catalog and i'm sure we'll discuss them and if you can think of them offhand you can tell me now there are bands that you were like yeah that i like that band for a period of you know a year or two and i really really like that band but then they slowly fell out of favor because it was either just uh part of the time or just part of the nostalgia that you have so for me like you could say journey and bon jovi are on the same level but journey has remained a top play where bon jovi i find myself skipping a lot of the songs that i would have said oh i love that song or this is great blah 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 so i i oh, feel yeah. like they were just a product of good feelings of high school like when you don't have any cares in the world and you're doing creative projects and you can do whatever the hell you want and that is where bon jovi fits for me so they didn't really move up or down ranks but they'll probably get kicked out of the top 30 top 40 i assume because there's a lot of hit there's a lot of bands out there that i'm like i listen to and like a lot more and i right. just don't see them staying where they're at yeah that that, that makes sense that yeah because, yeah, like I said, what, I, what I've heard, it was solid. It was, it was good stuff. Like, I don't remember hearing anything and be like, oh, my goodness, this is utter trash. But there wasn't nearly as much of like, oh, yeah, this, this, this is my jam happening either. And as your time goes on and as you get exposed to more stuff, and especially with you, you know, this go around deep diving on all the folks. Somebody who might have been, you know, in slot, you know, at random 32 that you heard a handful of their songs and that's why they were at 32. Now you listen to their entire body of work. And you're like, Oh man, they had a lot of really good stuff there that I just didn't know about. I could see that displacing them. And I don't really think that that's any sort of knock on Bon Jovi either. It's just, you know, you, you get more exposure to stuff. You 
find out more things you like. And let's face it, you know, our tastes evolve. Like when I was when I, I, I listened to Slippery When Wet again in preparation for this and I recognized all the songs, you know, and it was like, oh, yeah, good. It was a nice little trip down memory lane. But at no point, I'm like, oh, these need to make it into the heavy rotation again. It's like, eh, you know, it was it was a good memory of a time, not necessarily the holding power of Led Zeppelin or the Beatles or Pink Floyd or, or what have you. Yeah. And that that's exactly where, you know, I think they'll they'll fall now. Like, like I said, or I don't, I don't know. We'll find out one of these days. <laughs> um, they might have released new albums, you know, and if they did, yeah. that is fun because that will change everything. If it is a country album, it will murder them because I just right. don't give good scores. Like, it, right. <laughs> you know, it, 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 unless they did an experimental noise CD, they're, they're, <laughs> okay. country music probably will be the, the worst ranked, you know, genre. Right. So, you know, it, it, so we'll see. Well, we'll see how that goes. Well, and, um, it, and it's kind of funny you mentioned that because, I mean, at, at least on Slippery When Wet, and I feel like there are a few other tracks from that same time period, if not off that album. Like, Bon Jovi's always had a slight undertone of countryness to it. They kept it rock and roll enough to not sort of slide over to the dark side there. But, like, Wanted Dead or Alive, if the instrumentation was slightly different, could have been a country song. Mm. Okay. Well, you know, like we might they have did, to dive in and and look. They, but I, once again, I know we've discussed this before. There's a difference between country music and like old West saloon music. All right, Todd. Well, and if okay. you want me to venture the, in the name of and and tell you how how I know this stuff and utter the the name of the and we'll all go mute. And if anyone is not aware, <laughs> go ahead and listen to um, previous episode about uh, country music and or saloon music or old West. Yes. Yeah, no, I understand well, that. There there well, are definite I mean, tone, but I don't mind. I don't mind a No, like I, like they did it they did it well. Well, I guess and the other thing I'm saying and you know with you bringing up soundtracks and so forth. Like they did a bunch of music on like the Young Guns movies. Yes, they did. Absolutely. That were, that were westerns and it like I said it was rock and roll with sort of a and it not so much country I guess as sort of a western feel which there is yeah. a subtle distinction to be made there and like i yeah. said i feel like they did it right otherwise i'd be like oh man that sucked yeah you, you and know. i are in the same boat for the the country so i can't but... wait until we get to alan jackson <laughs> oh boy but you know with those seeds of there is a little bit of western influence there and with their them getting older and chilling out like it's not outside to bound a reason for them to come out with an album that is a little more country-ish than yeah, not it, and especially that could, when that could, that, that could wreck the the ratings. Yeah, well, especially when they came out, I think it was like 2007 or so, and, and almost all of the songs were very country esque. Even the main track, which wasn't awful, I think it was um, Lost Highway or something like that. It was it was some some highway tone, like Driving okay. Down the Road album. And I think they were pop enough to not like just completely murder it. You know, they're they're right. because country in just over the years, country and pop music has bled together to oh, yeah. like Taylor Swift now has completely she started as like a country and now she's completely pop. And they and there was definitely a, in the middle ground, probably like the mid 2000s, maybe early 2010s, where you couldn't tell the difference. You could oh, say, yeah. well, yeah, that that's listed as pop. 
and that's listed as country, but they sound the exact same. And now, you know, I don't listen to country music or there's not really any of that. I don't know how it sounds, but they all started sounding the same. And you're like, well, is there even a country genre anymore? Is it all just this pop? And Bon Jovi right. was right in there with it. And let's just say I'm not putting my stamp of approval on that Bon Jovi. But luckily, <laughs> he came, they came out of that okay. One other thing, Todd, I would just tell you. Bon Jovi was pretty boring when it comes down to research. There's no, there was not really any good drama. I think Bon Jovi's no. been married to the same lady forever. Uh, you know, he does own or did own an arena football team, which was fine, oh. but that's like really fun to read as a fast fact, not like any drama. So, <laughs> so, so when it comes down to research, there weren't really a ton of documentaries. I mean, there was a, like the, the making of Slippery When Wet, which is fun. You know, I always enjoy those. And yeah. uh, of course, you know, my favorite, your band sucks, uh, did a great rendition of Bon Jovi and told us why he sucked. But then I found a, a sidekick companion that talks about why you should never listen to Slippery When Wet, which is another style of podcast that just decided to shit on the album. So that was a nice little companion piece. So if you hate Bon Jovi or you like satire, that, there you go. Yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me that there's not a lot of controversy or drama. In, in the history there, because I, I don't think I've heard anything particularly bad or malicious or, or wild happening there. I can't cite my sources because this is all just general hearsay. But I, I'm led to believe that John Bon Jovi is, is a pretty swell fella and does like a lot of charity work and philanthropy and, oh, and yeah. you know, is just a, just a just an all around good guy. So, yeah, I, I do recall listening to a podcast that basically was he I think it was a charity seems weird. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which which seems weird when you think back to the the mid late '80s party all the time, crazy hair. Good, good, good for him. Like I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah, he seems like a good dude, and and for that he did put out there there were a, a crap ton of five star songs I thought were great, and most of them come from the early days of the early Bon Jovi. Drum roll, "Living on a Prayer" is my favorite song, and "Slippery When Wet" is my favorite album. So that's there. That's that's not surprising. That that's pretty legit. I mean, obviously, my favorite is Slippery One, right? Because that's what I'm, yeah. I'm most familiar with. Strangely, I, my my top pick is is Wanted Dead or Alive, um, oh, which is again go. kind of goes goes into that sort of Western theme, which is mm -hmm. sort of a sort of an odd turn for me. But I I, I just I I enjoy that song. I've got a lot it's, of it's it's a good song, and I've got a lot of good memories from the time with that when that was on the air, and myself being young and running around and whatnot. Yeah, that's uh, that. That is Bon Jovi in a nutshell, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We have, we, I think you, if you are interested in more Bon Jovi, of course, we have this nice nifty little website, MusicRank.com, in which you can find some suggested podcasts, maybe one or two videos, and a little bit more backstory on my uh, history. And then once again, you can always get Todd's two cents. So right. as always, if you want more about Bon Jovi. You can always head over to the website and or you can also head to the toddcastpodcast.com where there will be a shorter version of Indeed. the write-up that links to said website. Todd, any yes. further thoughts on Bon Jovi? Not not really. Uh, I mean, we've, we've done quite a few of these. Where did Bon Jovi rank in the original 2007 list? I think was he was 12, 13. Okay. I think he was, he was 13. I think we're on the 13 right now. And he moved up slightly, like by 12. I think he beat out CSNY. Okay. But like I said, he's going to move around. Like right now he's above Tool in a sense and CSNY, but 
and and I speak of him as just Bon Jovi. I should not disrespect the entire band, Richie Sambora and all the others. Uh, the group, we will see where they go. I just can't imagine. Yeah. For instance, this next group we're going to talk about, you might know as America. I might know them as America. We probably all should know them as America. Well, I, that's the I, name I, of the group, right? Yes, yes. And that is why <laughs> I'm saying that. Uh, Todd, this is a group that was a sleeper hit. I'm glad I put them as high on the list. But boy, uh, when it comes down to it, this is a sleeper hit of mine. I, I really appreciate some America. So I would say, Bon Jovi, you might want to step aside because you might get uh, you might get kicked uh, down another spot. So that is, of course, our next. Unless, of course, you hit the dreaded uh, palate cleanse button. Do you need that oh, after Bon Jovi, yeah. or was slippery when wet good enough? No, you? no, that that worked, and I'm I'm looking forward to America. America, you know, I'm not gonna spoil too much but america is one of those groups that i i i could have maybe named two of their songs but as i've gotten older and listened to more of it i i i too really enjoy their stuff and i'm looking forward to listening to even more and talking about that so no we, I, I say we roll roll on into that well i'm looking forward to it well thanks eric this has been a good conversation about bon jovi again if anyone wants to you guys can head on over to music ranked for some more information and some links to some good podcasts and videos Thanks for listening, and until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Hang on a quick second. Sure. Yes. Well, because I pulled up... I'm, I'm pulling up my whole Todd's two cents worth because I can't remember what I actually quoted as the last thing. And it, okay, there we go. It hadn't updated. Mm. So I'm like, what? I know I, I know I, I know that I did something since Bill Collins, but uh, we're having Elton John and Bon Jovi, but I had to refresh. We're good. I'm sorry. Please You're okay. do carry on. <clears throat> well, let me see here real quick. I need to find, I'm, I'm looking at my notes. Don't, don't play this because we, heaven forbid, we know that there's notes. <laughs> No, 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 no. This is... Well, I just forgot what was going on. Never right. to be released. There and certainly won't be included as an after credits scene never. on this episode at all. Never, never.